This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal preview series, the show in which we look ahead to the next Arsenal fixture. And of course, this time around, we're looking at Arsenal's home game against what I thought on paper would certainly be one of the most challenging games of the season still for Arsenal, playing Brighton at home. That said, when you get five put past you at home by Everton, it does start to raise some questions as Brighton's hopes of European qualification have faltered somewhat, similar in fashion to Arsenal's title hopes, you might say. But uh, Arsenal are hoping to get things continually back on track after two wins against both Chelsea and Newcastle. Uh, two games in which, on paper, again, seemed more tricky than both Southampton and West Ham. And yet, how football works out, this is the way that the Kind of the dice has rolled for Arsenal in the end. As always, for our preview shows, I'm joined by two fantastic guests from our Discord server. First of all, joining us all the way from across the pond in Canada, it's Moss. How you doing, mate? You good? You well? Very good, Tom. Thanks for the invite, and uh, hope everyone, all the Gooners are doing good over there. How's the weather? It's going to get. We've gone right past spring, right to summer. We're 30 degrees. Yeah. Ours is is chaotic at the moment. It was really nice yesterday. Then it's been pretty grey and horrible today. And then tomorrow it's going to be 19 degrees Celsius, which here is quite hot uh, and completely sunny. So, yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, it's going to be good golfing weather, you might say, uh, which is where my life surrounds around at the moment. But uh, I heard you did some golfing in the States. <laughs> I have indeed. Yeah, I mean, we, we, did manage, we did manage to get to do it in Chicago, where it was like a point where we threatened to go to a like a driving range, but then a couple of the non-golf playing amongst us were grimacing somewhat, so we spared them and went to a pub instead, uh, which you know, suits everybody's uh, likes. Uh, we're also joined by Marcus. How do you do, Marcus? Good, you're well sporting the hat very kindly as well. Oh, I do I do try. Good evening, good afternoon. I, I just wanted to check, is, um, is Peeny Ween banned for yellow cards? Because obviously he's had two or three. I don't know how days. Matt G works out his yellow card <laughs> system, to be honest. So, um, Evening, Peeny Ween. Morning, whatever. Indeed, absolutely. Yeah, Matt's, I think, got us kind of, it, when he tunes in the morning, he's got to kind of lay out 
is uh, what constitutes a chat box yellow card. Um, but I don't want to kind of jump on the back of Sophie's yellow card and red card system she does on the hybrid squad as well. So she's very much the owner of the PGMOL of podcasting. Um, so uh, maybe I'll leave that to Sophie. Um, but good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever you happen to be in the world, like Marcus says in our chat box. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us. Uh, we're here to talk about Arsenal's game against Brighton. So let's get straight on with that. Moss, how are you feeling going into this game against uh, a Seagull side that, as I said in the intro, have stuttered somewhat in recent weeks. Yeah, like they, I, I, I've been saying all year that them and Newcastle deserve a lot of props because they've played really good ball and they've really been banging on that European door this, this season. I called the Newcastle one, but, oh, man, I didn't know Brighton had this, you know, Ferguson and CISO, all these guys that are also going to come through. So I've been really impressed with Brighton, and I think Deserby's taken them another level beyond what Potter did. And uh, I think it's a little blip, this Everton losing 5-1 to Everton. Like, if you watch the game, I mean, Brighton were getting glorious chances too and, and had all the ball, but it was like every time Everton came down, they scored. <laughs> it was like nothing was going right for them for once and and uh so i still think it's a very big challenge and uh yeah we gotta play our best ball to beat them because they're gonna come yeah. at us yeah no absolutely um yeah. it's gonna take it's gonna take you know a lot still marcus i think to to beat a brighton side despite us you know seeing everton whack five past them you can't suddenly underestimate what they're capable of what do you think about what threat they might pose it's strange because I thought they were on good form apart from the Everton game, but the last six yeah. games we're actually mid table with them form wise. So they've, I think, won three out of six, no, two out of six. We've won, was it one or two out of six? So we're both they not in great form. Tottenham, man. <laughs> oh no, Tottenham are way down below that. Don't worry about that. They're way down there. And Chelsea even lower. Um, but also, his, I know historic, it's a different team, but yeah, historically, since they've come back to Premier League, and we've struggled against them, one, two out of five. So it's, it's it's one of those bogey teams. But this is the year when we overcome them. I mean, look at last yeah. week's results. So confident. They've got a lot of uh, injuries potentially as well. So I know we don't want to use that as an excuse, but potentially they've got sort of five or six out. So confident. But yeah, no, those five or six are. I know that most recently Webster and March were said to be out. Who else do you yeah. know that is out at the moment? There's a doubt. There's a two or three or a doubt, and there's a couple mm. more. I know he's not starting. Oh god, the ex-Liverpool one, Lalana, is another one. Mm. So th- there are a few. It might not be the top ones. Unfortunately, Caicedo's fit, but you know maybe he'll play a lesson for us for next year. Is a uh, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Caicedo did fill in uh, right back in yeah. the previous fixture uh, and uh, when Veltman was out and was said to have done relatively well. So he's a versatile player. There is a lot of narrative, Moss, you know, around that. Yeah, he's featuring, obviously, in the thumbnail for today's video because he's the guy that Arsenal were interested in, put several bids in for in January and, and weren't successful. Are you wanting Arsenal to, you know, pursue that deal in the summer for Caicedo? Is that a yes? <laughs> get ready for fighting talk. <laughs> I would like, yeah, either Caicedo or Rice. I just don't think we can afford both. But, yeah, he's very versatile. I mean, even on Ecuador, he plays more advanced. There's another Ecuadorian on LAFC that I know Brighton and Newcastle leads are after is Jose Cifuentes. I mean, uh, 
that Ecuador, they're they're what they're a nation to watch. Like they're producing a lot of talent. That Estupinan on Brighton, he's really good. But uh, but yeah, Caicedo really shows his versatility. I mean, right back, defensive mid, anywhere in mid. I think he's a lovely player. I, I just wouldn't want to spend 100, 120 million on each on Rice and Caicedo. That's crazy. That money does seem ludicrous. You know, when we're discussing 120 million pounds, Marcus, for Rice and, you know, Caicedo, mm-hmm. they're suggesting that upwards of 80 million pounds. I mean, would you be tempted to spend 200 million quid on both players? I would rather get one of them and then spend the other yeah. 80 to 100 on a sort of an attacking player who can cover more than just one role. Yeah. Would be my preference. Mm. I think now. I don't think we're that desperate for two, especially the way um, Zach um, Zach, Zach is playing midfield. But is he going to be with us? All the rumours this week, he could be moving on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's that's the thing. Is like if you want to buy players that are going to be competitive in the positions that we've got with Partey, with Xhaka, with Saka with Ben White, you know, we look at right back and right wing as two other areas as well that we might need to strengthen. You're going to have to spend the big money. That said, we have shown that you can bring in players of real good starting quality like Odegaard, Tomiyasu, Gabriel Magalash, William Saliba, you know, absolutely, for for reasonable prices Uh, and and around that £30 million figure. So maybe we don't need to be tempted to to go into triple million pound figures for players. That said, you know, it does feel like that's the next step still for Arsenal yeah. to take that next step forward is to go after those marquee talents. So we'll have to wait and see if Caicedo is arriving at Arsenal in the summer. Um, moving more towards Arsenal, uh, Moss, obviously the bad news this week was that Zinchenko seemingly is a serious doubt for the game. David Ornstein reporting that both him and Saliba out for the rest of the season. Mikel Arteta saying in his press conference that he didn't want to commit to that, although it does seem to be that Zinchenko is a serious really? doubt for the game. What do you think? What are you doing? <laughs> we just need this guy. Oh, the good. That's what we need. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Zinchenko, I think he's been dealing with this calf all year. It keeps popping up all the time, like re-tearing and re-whatever, you know, banged up. And then it, you know, it cramps up and tears again. And, and uh, yeah, he's out again. But... Saliba, I think they're just being extra careful. I've had that same exact injury, had multiple surgeries after, you know, done playing career kind of thing. And 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 uh, it doesn't go away. That keeps coming back. You keep tearing hammies because your back is out. And uh, so, yeah, they're being ultra careful because we're about to sign them long term, too, I think. And uh, Zinchenko, it just keeps happening over and over again. So you might as well let it, the only thing that cures it is, you know, two, three weeks off. So. We, we yeah, it's, it seems to be a calf issue for Zinchenko. Marcus, obviously, you know, spoiler alert, we've all put TN in our starting lineups naturally uh, for that position. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that'll come as any surprise to people. But Tierney looked good when he came on against Newcastle. You know, he was involved in the in the second goal in the build up to that as well. He turned over possession really well a number of times. Looked good going forwards. What did you What do you expect from seeing Tierney from the start? And are you excited about seeing him back in the team from the start? I think you had him in the all team last week. And I know mm. I wasn't on the show, but I did my team and I had him my team. So I'm not disappointed. I know we keep going on about going forwards in Chenko, but I think he's not quite as productive, although he still creates bits and pieces. But his defensive seems to get worse. So Tinium for me, yeah, fantastic. Um, it is a totally different style of play. He's going to give run down, bomb it down the wing, whip the ball in. So. It's interesting how if Martinelli is on the wing with him, 
how it impacts on him because he'll almost bypass him and just want to smash the ball into the middle of the box. So it'll be tactically how you do it because obviously we know he can't play the Zinchenko role. Yeah, he's, he tries, doesn't he? Like when he's yeah. when he's played, so he didn't it against Newcastle. When he came on, he stuck to that side and just played up the wing. And, and I suppose that's probably what we probably want him to do tomorrow, oh. uh, rather Sunday as well, because in a time where he's starting, it's a case of just stick to maybe what you're good at and go up down the wing and, and support the left-hand side. And if Jack is starting, if Jorginho is starting, I think we've got enough coverage in that midfield area anyway. And if you actually look at kind of the, some of the positioning, Jorginho tends to push further forwards even than Jack are at times when they're paired together. So I think it's fine to see Tierney, you know, push up that left flank and rekindle that relationship he's had with Xhaka in the past that served us so well in previous mm-hmm. games. But we'll have to wait and see uh, what happens between those two. But let's kick on with lineups and, and Moss we start with you and yours oh sorry it's Marcus going first my bad um, Marcus we'll come back to you then we'll go to Moss talk us through that selection your star yeah. man pick and the rest of it will do so Chicago in goal of course mm. and save of the month again two months on the trot I don't think yeah. many kids have ever done that so that's a it's good in some ways but it's bad it means that we're having shots at us and I'd rather we didn't <laughs> yeah. um, defence yeah, White picks himself. Kirill starting to come together, get some experience behind him. Um, it's weird how everyone's on about, oh, you don't see two left footers, but nearly all the time, especially when I was younger, was every club had two right footers. So I'm not yeah. sure what the big concern. And Holding, yeah, bless him, has his moments and that, but he's he's not the answer. Um, I would have gone for Tierney anyway before Ormstein broke the news. So I'll put that in. Jorginho is the one in the middle. I don't know if you've ever heard, because since Party was allegedly missing training a few weeks ago, it's almost coincidence. His form's dropped off. So, so is he actually injured, do we think, as a niggle, or is it just pure coincidence? Yeah, we don't really know. It's it's a tough one with Partey. Like, there's been these rumours that he's carrying a bit of a problem. I, right. I've heard nothing to confirm that at okay. all. Um, yeah. That doesn't mean it's the case, of course, yeah. and it could be that it's being kept behind closed doors, but... I, I just think he's just been off it. Like, it's not performance that I look at a player and go, oh, they're playing that way because they've got a knock. Because he's been overly emotional in games. He's got into little scraps of the Man City game. He just yeah. seemed off it. You know, and, I, mm-hmm. and players go through dips. And I think Jorginho's brought that calmness and composure that we've needed. Yeah. I remember that international break where our trainer went with him and then he yeah. out out of that game. I think he's always had some sort of ab or hip flexor or growing issue going on because it's like a year and a half ago when he was running funny and and was struggling the first half of that first year uh not this season but the year season before and then he kind of finally took time off and got good and so yeah i think he's been carrying something it seems like it mm. yeah it looks it says yeah i thought he was phenomenal a month or so ago and not since yeah um from three i was trying to pick trossard because if nothing else, the fact, what is it now? Is it eight, eight wins on the spin when he starts? But I just after Martinelli last week and you can't drop him, probably more likely to drop Saka, but you just can't drop Saka, can you? So I went yeah. with them. Um, I went for Jorginho. Obviously, Odegaard is the main man at the moment. He's scoring, setting up for fun. But I just thought playing if Caicedo's in the centre of the park, sorry, it was the Brighton fullback is another one that's injured to the list. So that's possibly, that's why he's covering. Um so I just thought with if Caicedo's in the middle, that's a key battle because I don't I'm not so keen on him defensively, Jorginho, but obviously going forward he's phenomenal. So if he can break the lines and break things past Caicedo, fantastic. So that was why I aged to him, but otherwise, yeah, it would have been Oda oh, God would have been my next pick. So that's my team. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Go to Moss next. I know you've gone for the exact same lineup, but talk us through yeah, your reasons. Great team, Marcus. Great team, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think our, you know it kind of picks itself. It's whether you have Party or Jorginho, whether you get Trossard into the lineup somewhere. I think so many people mention maybe Sack has been not spectacular lately, and you could play Trossard for him. But I just think Trossard's such a spe- spectacular substitution, eh, Tom? Like if we get hurt or a guy's lame or a guy's in card trouble or halftime, we need to change things up. Like, he's a perfect guy, and he can play four or five positions. So he's an awesome sub to have, uh, Trossard. And I think you, you played Jorginho because, man, I don't know if you, you've watched the last few games, but different than Party. I mean, Party's physicality and breaking the lines and breaking plays up and stopping counterattacks is great. But Jorginho gives that extra passing. Odegaard loves it, you, you can tell. And he's like Odegaard where he's directing and he's communicating and he's making all those little passes easy for for people for our defense to, you know, use him as an outlet. And 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 he is a real smart player. I didn't like the signing. I don't know if you guys remember. I was I was mad that we're getting Chelsea guy again. And uh and but I, I think he's proved me wrong. He's been he's been a great addition. I think we should have played him in that city game. His his passing is really spectacular, breaking the lines and yeah, my star player, it's always Odegaard. But another thing I wanted to bring up, Tom, is why were people so crazy about bringing in Kivior into the lineup? Like the guy played in the World Cup for Poland and started center back. Like he can play, and yeah. and and so many people were tagging me for suggest. I was saying change the formation as soon as Saliba went down, and you know go to a three five. You know a three. You know play with wing backs and keep White and Saka there, and and you know have Holding in the center or Gabriel in the center and bring Kivior in. But yeah, and and I think you made it lot like you don't make that change in City. Yeah, we need to make it. A couple yeah. games before that, you know, and get yeah. him in there. But, but, uh, but yeah, I just think it's unfair. Give your, we bought him for a reason. He's, he's a quality center back. Yeah. No, I think I certainly wasn't on the, on the ship with you about kind of bringing him in earlier. And obviously, with the benefit of hindsight, I think it is easy to say now, you know, I would, yeah. but I know that you're not one of those people and were saying it before. The issue for me was always like holding was the next in line to come yeah. in. You know, there weren't too many people. Yeah, that yeah. I think he yeah. was gonna get picked he was always gonna be the one that was gonna be the next one picked it was just about if it weren't going well when did you drop in obviously we beat Palace with him in we beat Leeds with him in and then we went to West Ham went oh sorry we went to Anfield went two new up really quickly looking good with our build-up and then obviously we kind of had to dig in and try and hold out for the win which we ultimately couldn't do Kivio actually came on in that game and didn't look all that great when he came off the bench either where they could have brought him yeah 
Yeah, and I suppose that would have been the other game where you could have changed things, where you could have, say, brought Kivier in. But it was right after the game in which, obviously, he came on against Liverpool and yeah. wasn't convincing. We had that sporting game where Kivier wasn't great either. So the examples that we had were not great. So you, you use holding against West Ham. I think, obviously, if Saka scores his penalty, we win that game and no one's talking yeah. about the lineup. We then go into the Southampton game. If Ramsdale doesn't make his error, I think we probably win that game as well. And we're not talking about Kivior again. And yeah. then you go into Man City. and I don't know what else we could have done, no matter who would have played. I think Man City on the day beats every team in, in the world, as we're seeing this season, not only in England, but in the Champions League. Against Chelsea... You had a chance to make the change. Jesus. Yeah. I mean, against Chelsea, we had the chance to make the change. Arteta did make the change. I give him props for making the change, and we benefited from it. And now we're on a winning run with Kivior looking good. So, yeah. yeah and that's that's why my team's the same. That's why I've got the same team as you guys. I think there is the only other person is, is Trossard, as we discussed. You know, Trossard's the only person I think all of us were discussing bringing into our teams. In. It's next season I look at and I'm going, we, why is everyone saying ear in the chat box? <laughs> I don't know what's going ESR. on. <laughs> is it supposed to be ESR? Or oh, it's because uh, ESR. It's because Peeny Wins misspelled ESR. That's why. The E <laughs> wow. and the A key are very close to each other on the keyboard, to be fair. <laughs> so is, I'll forgive you. Um, but uh, in terms of, where was I going? <laughs> I completely lost my trailer. <laughs> um, what was I talking about with the uh, getting them in the lineup? Oh, thank you. Yes, I agree. Um, I think he's gonna love Champions League and rotating. Yeah, with he's gonna love yeah. it. It'll be a key part. Yeah, big part. Next season's gonna be rotation. Now I see. That I'm gonna be talking about this in tomorrow morning show. But um, perfect guy to you know, have. We're seeing reports in the the Guardian that uh, Simakan, the RB Leipzig defender, is being linked with Arsenal at the moment. He's the type of guy I go. You know, that's a great defensive option that gives you options to rotate. You don't have to stick with the same back four. You know, he can play centre-back, can play right-back. And then you have Trossard, who can play left-wing, can play centre-forward. You can bring in another midfielder to rotate with Jorginho or Partey or Xhaka or Odegaard. You know, or bring in a Moussa Diaby. It gives you an option to rotate in the forward line as well. Bring in a forward that you can move Jesus to the wide areas. Next season's going to be the I'm chance we've got time to rotate, you know. I look forward to it. I look forward to seeing rotation. But, yeah. My lineup's exactly the same. My star man is Gabriel Jesus. I'd love to see him That's get another goal. Yeah. The, the player that I want to see score outside of a penalty is Martin mm -hmm. Odegaard. Because to get him <laughs> beating De Bruyne's record would be brilliant. He's yeah. got three games to do it. I think we're all willing him to do it. As soon as that ball hits the back of the net outside of, of course, um, outside of that uh, penalty spot would be what great. To see he's great had. Like people is he world-class is yeah, he world class? class. Oh, I was saying that yeah. just for seeing the skill that he had when we first got him on loan. And then I couldn't believe people were attacking him and Juan Madison and <laughs> saying he's too weak. I'm like, he's like no. what Arteta has always wanted in a player. And 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 he really directs out there. And and it's not the goal. I was like, he doesn't need to score all these goals and assists for me. The the pressure, the 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 turnovers he causes, especially when we have Jesus in him. The turnovers in the final third on other teams, it's amazing. It's amazing how many goals and chances that creates by having a good press like we do. It was like he made a tackle and then he sort of slid round and passed it off or something. It's a move I don't think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. Just incredible. He's just so yeah, talented. If it wasn't for Holland, I think he's Premier League Player of the Year. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, think if Arsenal were to go on and win the league, 
he would be the player of the season for me because his contribution, his leadership being captain. You know, there were so many question marks about who was going to take the, the captaincy. And then there was even more when it turned out it was going to be Odegaard because he's never come across as the most vocal on-field yeah. player necessarily compared I don't think to like he's the team. dressing room captain. You know, he's someone on field that. captain. He's not I, think, I think that Arteta recognized that he had to pick a player that was always going to be in the starting eleven. He yeah. brought in Zinchenko. Tierney didn't have that asset in his in his repertoire yeah. anymore of being a guaranteed starter. Odegaard is a guaranteed Jack didn't want it really. Jacka didn't want it really. No, I know. And I mean, Jacka's going to get moved on, I think, you know, at some point. It might be this summer. It might not be. I don't necessarily want it to be this I summer. It might I think be it January. Be it could be good. But I don't think, I don't think Jacka wanted it. You know, as you said, Moss, I think that yeah. he was kind of, he's unofficially still very much oh, yes, the he's very in the dressing room. Yeah. And he sits right beside Odegaard. He's with, yeah, he's our leader. But he's yeah. the mouthpiece behind it all. Yeah. Odegaard's mm. like the good. The conductor, he waves his hands and points and shows them. And obviously, he's captain of his country. But going yeah. back to that, yeah, player of the year, that was we had second and third in that. Oh, no, that's, that's not an omen for the league. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah no, I, it's, it's ironic actually because it was after Brighton that I spoke to Odegaard about captaincy in the in the mixer. Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, How do you feel about captaincy? And he said, I, I speak when I feel like I need to speak. You know, he's not. He's not the type of captain just to shout and scream for the sake of shouting and screaming. He will speak when he wants. So, yeah, he's he's been great. He's also very good media-wise as well. And when he speaks to the media, he, he says what he means. He's very careful about what he says, which, you know, they're media trained, of course. But I think he really does think about what he's saying when he has those conversations, has those interviews. That Football Tribune uh, documentary that he did was, was excellent as well. Yeah, so if you've not yet watched that, I'd recommend it. Uh, let's go to predictions then. Uh, Moss, we'll start with you. Scoreline and scorers, please. 2-1, I think maybe Ferguson or Matoma score for them. I'll say Matoma. And uh, I think, uh, I think like you said, the guy that makes our team run, makes things happen. I think Jesus will get on the board, and I'll give my Odegaard and get that 16th goal and, and uh, make everyone happy, and he'll be an all-timer that way. And, and uh, yeah, 2-1, I say. Marcus. I mean, boring because I'm going to go two one as well. <laughs> I hope break my double. Yeah, if, if, so if the results don't go again, this will be my third appearance and my third we haven't won. So I'll, I might have to just say no in future. <laughs> um, yeah, I did West Ham and Sporting, so not a good record. But now I'm going two one. I'm not going to go for a um, holding or white screamer because I know Mr. Canton will have that one sewn up. Um, it'll be Kim Yor now, then will it? <laughs> Go back to your school days, sir. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> yeah, um, two, yeah, two one. I was going to go two one, but I can't now because it's going to yeah. be boring like you two. Um, well, I'm going to go four one uh, with yeah. a school line. You can't pick a clean sheet at home because it doesn't happen. Yeah, yeah, you know, it just doesn't turn up. I'd love us to keep a clean sheet at home, but I just can't see it happening. So I'm going to go four one. Ben White scream, obviously holding coming off the bench and getting one from a corner as well. Odegaard's not going to get one. He's going to get two. Uh, and Gabriel Jesus is going to assist all four of them. So oh, that's, wow. Sorry, that's there, was no white, there was no white screamer in there. Yeah, that was the first goal. Ben White screamer oh, holding from the yeah. bench and two from Odegaard oh, and Jesus. Okay. Oh, he'll be he'll be triple the more goals than uh, than Richarlison. Ben White. Oh, there you go. oh brilliant! <laughs> Great stat. I mean, he barely what? deserved the ones that he, he he's got. You know, so. Uh, I love the fact. Is it is the stat that he's taken his shirt off celebrating more times than he scored goals? Oh, easily. I think he's done it three or four times this season. He likes to yeah. show them tattoos. And, 
And even better oh, is when he scored that the clip of the two YouTube guys that was going around because yeah. they, they went mental over his goal and they were still celebrating before they knew it. Liverpool scored yeah. a winner. Beckham's <laughs> didn't really help himself either when he did his video. Who do you think will be better? Callum Wilson and who was the other guy? Uh, Antonio doing the video, just laughing at <laughs> Rochelle and taking his shell. Brilliant. Um, let's jump Who do you think will be their keeper, uh, you guys? Right? What'd you say, Moss? Sorry? Steele and uh, Sanchez. Who do you... I can't believe they made yeah, a goal I don't know. change at Brighton, but yeah. It might be Sanchez, because Steele had a bit of a nightmare against Everton, yeah. so I think Sanchez might come in. Back to Sanchez. Mm, we'll see. Uh, Mike says, 3-1 Arsenal. Um, Gabriel Jesus with two. Martin Odegaard with one. Um, right. Let's go to John says, 4-1 Martinelli, Odegaard, White, Saka. Steve's going for a 3-1 Arsenal. Odegaard doing what Odegaard does best with a lovely little brace. Love that. Um, yeah, Greg's yeah. going for a 3-1 reliable Arsenal victory there. Um, Amira's going 3-1 as well. Martinelli, Odegaard and KT Screamer. Duh. Right, somewhere in there also. Um, so yeah, brilliant stuff. Um, uh, Paul says, Valt Feds has scored more own goals than Richarlison has scored. <laughs> That's goals. true. <laughs> Brilliant. Fantastic. Uh, do drop a like on the video, people. Really appreciate your time and support of the channel as always. Uh, do give my guests some love as well. They've been fantastic. Most oh, tell yeah. people where they can find you. Me? Yes, mate. <laughs> sports talk. We're, uh, we do across the pond sports talk. So we're showing NHL, NBA, NFL for... UK people that maybe want to stay up late or whatnot. And uh, and then, yeah, we show a lot of Premier League. We do always the 3 p.m. kickoffs with, you know, North America. We get all the games on our app. So we show uh, we show the 3 p.m. Saturday kickoffs, and we'll be doing Watch Along, Arsenal, Brighton, of course, this weekend. Thanks, Tom. I just wanted to say, Harry, I messaged again even this morning. He said, message him to remind him he keeps forgetting to bring the scarf to you. And he's going to do it this Sunday. Well, I'll see him at the Emirates on Sunday. So if I've not got a scarf, I'm going to be fuming. <laughs> so there's no excuses now for Harry. He's uh, He's got to come through with the goods. So yeah, hopefully so remind him once for me. <laughs> Marcus, mate, thank you for your time. As always, always a pleasure. Tell people no, where uh, I'll be in the Discord. Obviously, quite active in the chat, chat box. Bit like Mr. Peeny Ween. I'm I can confirm separately answering your questions from earlier on about my clothing, Mr. Peeny Ween. Um, and also on Twitter <laughs> at MJC Guna. And sorry, old Dave, if I could squeeze Trossard in as my 12th man, I would. So apologies. I know I'm now on your list. Sorry. Yeah. We we're all on Dave's list, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately, he's coming for us. Uh, he'd have a team of trossards if he could, but uh, <laughs> it's not possible. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. As I say, drop a like, subscribe if you need. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. to talk about Simican and lots of more transfer nice. Arsenal related stuff, too. So exciting things uh, to discuss, yeah. I'm sure. And, uh, and then it's the game on Sunday. So looking forward to that. Have a fantastic evening. Whatever you're doing on a Friday, you've made it to the end of the week. Congratulations. We'll see you again soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops, if we're stopping to get gas. 
You will be timed. <laughs> you will be right. <laughs> Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. <laughs> this was like wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different, bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout Season 2, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.